Welcome to Conversations with Toy, a blogcast tackling life one episode at a time. This is the time to air out life's craziest moments. This space is all about speaking about life's hang-ups and ways in which we can leave better than when we started. Topics are all about ways we can find space to be better in life, love, mental space and health. Today's episode is presented by The Skin Store. For over 20 years, The Skin Store has been the number one destination for premium skincare, hair care, and beauty products. With over 8,000 different products from 300 different brands, The Skin Store has you covered for all your hair, cosmetics, supplements, and of course, skincare needs. Find your favorite brands like Elta MD, New Face, Olapex and more all in one place with gifts with every purchase. Right now, the skin store is offering our listeners 20% off your next purchase by using the code POD. That's code P-O-D for 20% off your next purchase at the skinstore.com backslash P-O-D dot L-I-S-T. Skin store. Have the confidence to tackle the day ahead. Exclusions apply. Happy Friday. Another week. We are back together. And has it been a long week for you? This is going to be probably number two. But this is the second time I'm going to say this was not a long week. Yes, it was a good week. I'm excited for that. I have good weeks all the time, but it's usually long. And I'm not sure why I don't feel like it was a long week, but here we are. If this is your first time tuning in to Conversations with Toy, please do not make it your last. Take off your shoes, grab your favorite drink. We are going to take you on an amazing ride. We talk about everything from self-care to mental health and everything in between, as well as we catch up with social media and the things and the stories that we need to be aware of that you might have just missed. So make sure, make sure, make sure you tune in every week on Fridays. That's when the episodes drop. If you've missed some before, worry not. Go back, play them, share them, review them, subscribe, all of the things so we can always kick it together in this wonderful, wonderful space. So I'm going to do things a little different. I'm going to start off with my self-care because the conversation that we're going to have today is going to go left. It's going to go left. So I just want to preface that, that we are going to have a very, very interesting conversation today. So with that being said, what have been, what was my self-care needs for this week? I try to do my best to talk about at least three things that I have done for the week that I feel have been a part of self-care. And the reason why is that oftentimes, especially women, we kind of make self-care into a bigger issue, a bigger thing so that we can basically not do it. You know, if you don't have the money to do certain things, that'll be your excuse. I don't have the money, so I can't do self-care. Listen, I know that 
Instagram and social media, which I'm always on because outside of the podcast, I do have a blog at toytime.org. So it's very easy, extremely easy to find yourself in a situation where again, you're comparing yourself to what someone else is doing, what someone else has. All of those things are extremely, extremely, very, very seriously done. And if you're not careful, careful and have some sort of balance, you'll get caught up. So I try to find practical ways. For me this week, although I shower every single day and keep myself clean every single day, I found myself taking a longer shower time and finding my way, finding ways to be more indulgent and obviously my grooming process, meaning You know, every now and again, it's nice to slow things down because sometimes for me, and this could be the same for you, you know, you get in the shower, you're just in a rush, you're hurrying up, you know, get clean, get your lotion on, you keep it pushing. But to really just take the time to really moisturize yourself and just take that time that just taking that focus, that's been my self-care for the week. I got a new body, um, it's called a body bomb by Elements of IL. I hope I'm saying that name correctly. I'm going to link it and I'm also going to be talking about it in the blog for this week. But listen, at the first touch, I got a, it's a small jar of it. First of all, I don't even know how many ounces, but it's decadent. It has no, you know, some things have these really exuberant smells, has none of that, none of that, but my body feels like a baby. So it's woman owned, it's black owned. I'm here for it. So again, I'm going to link it in the blog for this week. I do a Friday check-in. So every Friday, which is today, we do a Friday check-in. And so in the blog, I do a little recap of the week. So if you are going to be reading that, you will get that uh, link as well. But yes, this is some amazing, very decadent body bomb. It's almost like it, when you touch it, it just melts like at the, I mean, at the slightest touch. It melts on your fingers. And by the time you rub that bad boy in your hand and get that on your body, if you had some ash, like if your body was hiding some ash, it wouldn't wouldn't be able to stand. This thing is this bomb is amazingly good. So shout out to them. But yeah, I've been taking some time, you know, instead of just the whole rushing, herping, get done, wash your face, put your moisturizer on and all that other stuff, just really slowing it down and enjoying that time I had to put my kids out the room because isn't it funny how like my husband can go to the bathroom and he can go to that bathroom for 45 minutes to an hour and if you have a man in your life whether you are married to him kicking it with him situationship whatever the case may be you just stick around a man long enough and they will go into that bathroom and cocoon in there and not one child will go up there and say anything to this to my husband whatsoever. They won't say nothing to him. They will not bother him. They don't knock on the door. They don't stick their little fingers underneath the crack or anything. But the second that I want to have 10 minutes of me time and it's upstairs in the bathroom or my room, I can guarantee that I'm going to have to scream, holler, jump to get a child out of my room today. Or I should say more like yesterday. I guess it's more like yesterday. I had to get all three of my children out of my room. I even had one child that went into the closet, shut the door. And as I'm about to like, you know, get dressed, I had to put the child out. So, you know, I don't know what it is that dads do that allots them this ability to kind of cocoon, but I need that to be passed on to me because as a mom, that just does not, that's not a thing. So yes, taking more time, really just spending some time. And you know what? 
regardless of what state your body shape is in, because, you know, we wait until we lose weight, right? And then we lose weight, then all of a sudden we become appreciative of our body. But the reality of it is, no matter what size your body is, no matter what shape your body is in, have you just ever thought about how grateful you are to have your body work the way that it does? Like, are you grateful? Like, maybe it's just me who has, I've had dislocated shoulder. And, you know, with a dislocated shoulder, I couldn't do anything else. You know, you can't curl your hair with a dislocated shoulder. You cannot brush your teeth well when you have a dislocated shoulder, especially if that shoulder is, you know, to the arm of the hand that's your most dominant. So I've had times when obviously I could not use my arm. I've had times when I've broken legs, I've had bones broken all over the place. And it's just amazing how we don't think and appreciate our own body. But while I was moisturizing my situation, I was just like, you know, what, guys, I'm so grateful for my body. I'm grateful for the things that my body can do. I'm grateful for the strength that you give me every single day. I'm grateful for the mindset that you try to renew in me every single day. So that has been really helpful just being having this, you know, thought process of gratitude. The second thing that I have done this week for self care. This probably is the week this this actually does not happen. I don't know if it's more or less because we're in the house. We are still quarantining ish like we're not. I say that because unless we have somewhere to we need to be, we're not there. So we're at home all the time. And so I guess with that, it, there's no need for me not to have breakfast that's not inside of my house. Like I can see us doing dinner sometimes. I can see us doing lunch, but breakfast is just one of those things where we just eat at home. And for this week, I have been okay with having breakfast made. You know, you go, you pick up something. And let me just say, a lot of these food places are trying to step their game all the way up when it comes to having better options, which is beautiful. I think that's a great thing. Again, I'm always going to focus on eating at home, staying at home, because then you can stay healthier at home. You know how your food is being prepared. You know, you know, your hands are washed and clean, all that good stuff. But this week, I've enjoyed having breakfast brought to me made already somebody else's hands. We're just going to say a prayer over the hands that made it and call it a day. I have been appreciative. That has been great, <laughs> especially since I don't have to go get it. Sometimes my husband has been amazing. He's just been like, I'll grab it. Like, Oh, okay. Thanks. So those are the two key things again, still. Um, oh, and podcasts. I have been increasing now again, this is obviously a podcast, but as a podcaster, I love listening to other people's podcasts. I, I just do. So I'm not on here, but on my blog, I'm going to list about five podcasts that I've been doing reading or listening to this week. And they have been my most favorite ones of the week. And to be honest with you, they're sort of kind of my favorite ones that I listen to on a regular basis. Like I don't miss their, um, I don't miss their newest episode, but I'm going to share the podcast that I'm also listening to because listen, my podcast uh, listening is going to be very eclectic. Like I'm going to go from the PK church one to Dem uh, Demetria L. Lucas with her uh, ratchet and, and respectable. So it's like my vibe goes all over the place, but I kind of like that about myself. Not even kind of, I love that about myself. So that has been my go-to for the week. Decadent uh, body bombs and taking some time in your shower, just going a little longer. Um, I've been using my body scrubs. Let me just say, and I'm, and that was what brought me to my next point. You know, I love, I don't say I love, but it's interesting to me when I hear people say how they don't have the resources, they don't have the money. Listen, I have said those same exact things until I had a reality check. 
when I was a stay at home mom, again, we had this five year plan when I first moved to Philadelphia that I was going to stay at home. And at the time, I only thought I had the one child and we ended up having the second. And so I was going to stay at home because it made more sense. You know, daycare, if your child is under basically under three years old and under, you're pretty much paying home mortgages at this point for your children to be in childcare. And that's just the truth. It is just no other way of getting around it. So saving money in that way was great. However, in the midst of that, because I was still in this negative mindset, everything was, I don't have this. I don't have that. Weirdly enough, again, and I think we've shared this when I had my husband on the episode before, there was nothing that I ever really wanted or needed, especially not needed, that it wasn't being provided. But the difference of me going and used to being able to hold the job and work and do my own thing and, you know, have adult interaction versus me being a stay at home mom was that I always felt a five seconds level of guilt. And in the times that I didn't, it seemed like I was just, oh, I'll just go buy this. And, you know, my at the time, he's my fiance was like, oh, it's no big deal. You know, he'll be all right. We'll be fine. The, the reality of it was that I was still struggling with this whole, oh, I don't have certain things. However, one of my friends, and I don't think Pinterest was available at that time, or maybe I just wasn't aware of it. But now you can go on Pinterest and find all kinds of things. You can go on YouTube and learn, literally learn how to, you know, do your makeup. You can go and figure out how to, you know, paint a, a nail design. And what I was actually doing was at the time was discovering how to make things like body um, scrubs and things like that. And at the time, it was my five second way of trying to save money. Like I was really respectful of what my fiance at the time, which is now my husband was doing and, you know, this whole five year plan. So I caught myself trying to make it, you know, make ends, you know, cut corners when I could. And yeah, I used to make my own body scrub. And I mean, it was good too. It was decadent. It was like a vanilla um, I had like the vanilla, what is it called? I don't know. I guess I want to say like, oh, it was brown sugar vanilla. So if you've ever had a brown sugar vanilla scrub, I have made my own version and it was actually extremely good. I had the cutest little container. Now, let me be honest. Those who make it as, as a living or their side hustle, God bless you, because I don't have the patience to try to bottle this up and make it look a certain way. So for me, I had a cute little container and, you know, just scoop and keep it moving. But Again, you find ways of getting the same things done and saving money. So if you've ever had to save your money, your pension, you're trying to save for a certain situation, or you really, we should just be saving in, in, in general, look for the things that you want and find a way to finagle around it. So I've been through that, learned all those good things, and those were great skills. So when I hear people say that they can't tap into self-care, I know it's because, again, you can't tap past the mindset of having certain things a certain way. And so you can't see the other way. But this week, we have quite a few things, if not just the one thing to talk about, but it's going to turn into a couple of things. Who has been missing the Derek Jackson story? I know every podcaster has talked about it. I know that every blogger has written pieces on it. I know that people who have YouTubes have made their commentary on it, but this is my, this is my turn. And I've been waiting all week for this. I have, because it seems like every single moment of the day, it's just more and more stories just go left, 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 and left. So Derek Jackson is a self-proclaimed uh, relationship guru. Um, I don't know what his appropriate title that he calls himself, but that's for the night's purpose. We're going to call him, quote unquote, a fake woke relationship guru. And in all of this, now, first of all, 
prior to the scandal that we're about to talk about that went down on paper, Derek Jackson is the tall glass of water that you're like, man, he looks mad good. You know, he has the body, his shape, his body is amazing. Just physically. Now let's just stay with me. I'm married, but I ain't blind. Stay with me. So yeah, Derek Jackson looks like the fine, tall glass of water. Uh, you know, handsome in the face, body is amazing, says all the things that you want to hear, does, you know, just makes it seem like he would be the all around great guy if he was in a relationship. But FYI, <laughs> he was in a relationship, he was in a marriage. I don't think I saw him about his wife being posted till I want to say recently prior to the scandal, I would say maybe once or twice. I never knew what his relationship status was. I honestly just felt like maybe at he was just a dater and he just was looking for the right one. So he was just giving advice. I never bought any of his merchandise. I wasn't that type of person for me. He just didn't spark me enough to go spending no, none of my money on him. Um, as far as getting the book and all that other stuff, I, that just wasn't my thing. And to each their own, there have been plenty of people who have bought obviously, because again, <laughs> he's a fake woke, uh, relationship guru so obviously in order to make his um, his money he was selling his books and listen I'm all for that when I get my book please tell me <laughs> I'm not gonna sell it like I'm gonna sell my book so I'm not against that I'm not against making mistakes in life I've made a thousand and one mistakes that some people have been like look I'm she's not the vessel I want to listen to and I can respect that I can I can respect that when you've let people down and they're just like yeah no nah, she not it I'm okay with that like my skin is thick I have been through so many ups and downs that a no or a, I'm not into her or she's not my cup of tea please sip somewhere else I'm okay with that the other problem that I have with this situation is let's just break this down so I am a PK preacher's kid I've talked about this a thousand and one times I have dated a Jared, Derek Jackson at one time, two, three times in my life, seriously, because he comes off as narcissistic. He comes off as the type that I know what I'm doing. And he knows he's a fully aware that he has a banging ass body. Okay. He is fully aware that he, that he looks good. He uh, is fully aware that he has the power, the ability to attract and get whomever he would like to get. However, when you get married and you make a vow to the person that you um, make this vow to, you need to honor it. And if you are a, a relationship guru, whether you're fake woke or just, you know, sleeping woke, whatever you are, at the end of the day, you would have to have some level of integrity. And again, I state that very loosely because there have been plenty of times any of us listening to this, we all know that there's things about us that somebody can say, well, you know, she ain't this, she ain't that. Say on child, like they say in church, say on, do what you got to do. Move along, sip your tea, wherever the tea is hot for you, wherever it pours out the container that you choose, sip that tea, sis, do you. But Derek Jackson, again, narcissistic, and we're going to talk more about his narcissism behavior because he truly is crazy. And so he's married and Tasha with the K, if you've ever listened to her again, I'm going to say right now, she is not everybody's cup of tea. She is abrasive. She is like, tell it like it is. She uses profanity when she chooses to. She may not be your cup of tea. You may just want to go on social media and just put his name and then find what you want to find out about him. But Tasha with the K has a YouTube channel and she literally laid him out laid him out apparently it was apparently allegedly but more or less 
factual, he had been sleeping with various women at various points of his relationship with his wife, not just with his, with the girl he knew I'm talking about with his wife. And so allegedly Tasha K came to him about the information that she had. And he kind of was just like, eh, you know, whatever. So she did a YouTube exposed him. And in that more women, or at least another woman has come forward. And let me just say, by the time this airs, I'm quite sure I'm extremely sure that there'll be more developments that will come about this. And so as this went down, I think this happened last weekend or like tail end of last weekend or maybe the early in the beginning of the week. It seems like a longer time than it's been because that's all that's been on social media. Whether you tuned to Twitter, black Twitter got a hold of him and went off. If you've listened, I can't explain to you if you if you don't get it, black Twitter, but black Twitter is a real thing. And they really pretty much tore him a new hole. And so at the end of the day, he's found out that he's cheating. The first day that he came and addressed his 1.3 million fans and all the other people who are not fans and just wanted to know what the heck was happening. He claimed that he had not had an actual full fledged sexual relationship. It was just inappropriateness that there were people that he had had sex in the past and he had kept in contact with them. And we know how that goes. If you are dating someone and they are still in contact with their exes, that to me is a red flag to me. Now to you, it may not be that big of a deal, but for most, it would be a problem. If you've slept with someone, you've had any type of intimate relationship and you're trying to build something new, the last thing you should be doing is trying to hold on to something from your past. So for me, that's a red flag. So he did not. And so this was the, this was the premise he was going on. I was doing things that were inappropriate, especially for a married man. And I want to ask my wife and everybody to forgive me. And this is where I'm at. That was day one. I don't even know if it took a full 24 hours before he turned around and said, well, you know, I was lying my bad. So yeah, I actually had had sex with them, but you know, my wife and I were separated. I don't know how to understand how 1.3 million of y'all did not catch that. He clearly flat out straight up said that he basically lied. I'm just confused about that. So people are like, well, you know, if he's, if she has forgiven him, we should all move on. Stop and pump your brakes. We have a person that is literally lying to your face, which lets me understand how I have been in the past and how so many women and men have allowed people that have been in their personal circle, whether they were dating them or not, lie to your face and you choose to believe a lie. That's how it's done. That person came direct and said, I am lying. And you were like, well, he maybe didn't mean it. Maybe it was a joke or maybe it was something else. Or maybe you willingly accepted that lie. So for any 1.3 million of any of his followers that are continuously to follow him, whether you're following him to see how this plays out, or you just truly believe that, you know, because God is a God of second, third, fourth, fifth, and sixth chances that you're like, oh, you know, who am I? She forgave him. I'm going to forgive him too. I don't know, but we have choices. And let's talk about that choice. He was on live with his wife, gripping her with this Kung Fu grip of death. And, you know, I would not be sitting there holding this man's hand while he's basically embarrassing me to the fullest extent. See, it's one thing to have your spouse cheat on you in private than for him to have this situation happen publicly. This man is slandered on every page that you can think of. Everybody is aware of what he has done. He can, she for one cannot turn from her left to her right without seeing the situation go down. 
And so I'm sitting here holding my husband's hand while he confesses to the world that he lied the first day, even though she and I were supposedly aware of what's happening. That's how I'm just trying to understand this man either lied to her at the same time that he lied to us or he told her the truth, got on tape and lied and then came back with the truth again. That's pretty much what happened. That, I mean, we come on now. So when people say things like, I don't know why she continues to stay with him. I don't know why she continues to put up with this stuff. We're putting up with it. This man came on a whole screen and lied about it. Then came back and was like, my bad, y'all caught me when reality was, oh, my bad, Tasha K exposed me. So now I have no choice because she has the receipts. There have been videos. There were there was pictures. There was text messages. There was DMs. There was all this evidence. So now since the evidence has been revealed and you have revealed my hand and I cannot hide. Oh, yeah. By the way, yeah, Tasha K was she was telling the truth. I was lying. It's mind boggling. So. Again, so everybody's focus has been on his wife who looks like she is in all kind of distress. She looks like somebody needs to come in and scoop her and help her. And for a while, for the first couple of days, I was just like, man, you know, somebody needs to save her. But then I had to think about it. She doesn't want to be saved. And let me tell you why. I grew up in a church that was very marriage minded. I grew up in a church where the women looked just like she did. So everybody is saying, how could this happen? How could she be on there with her bonnet looking a mess? No bra, just looking like she's, you know, out of it because that's her norm. That has to be her norm. I grew up in a church where the women look like that. They did not put no stock into their hair being done. Uh, I'm not saying all, but a lot of them hair not being done. Um, no bra that was even holding anything up. They would walk around shuffling all looking all crazy and disheveled. And I'm not talking about them to bring this up to, to, to condemn them. But what I'm saying is, how can somebody easily get into this rut, this situation where they just let anything go very easily? Sometimes people use religion as a way of control. And in that control, it takes away your ability, willingly or unwillingly, to think for yourself. And that's where I think she's at. In her mind, you're not going to convince her that she's not doing the will of God. In her mind, you're not going to convince her that forgiving her husband is a way to get in and that she's not being used for God's work. She's already made two to three videos stating those very facts. So I recognize that same spirit when you have this whole mindset. Listen, I don't want to say that where I went to church as a kid was a cult. I won't call it that directly. But what I will say is it was a bunch of people who could not think for themselves, including my family. Not being able to think for yourself and not be able to use common sense and not being able to practice Christianity with some type of practicality and not being able to know God for yourself for real, for real. That's the type of mindset that you're dealing with. So all the people that are saying something about her bonnet, she does not care. She believes that she is being crucified. She believes that she is being vilified for God's work. You are not going to be able to tell her anything differently. Therefore, she does not need to be saved. She is loving her husband. She is doing what God would have wanted her to do. Even if she believes that God would want her because he has asked for forgiveness. Who's to say he's going to change? We'll never know. Until she either blinks because child didn't look like she was blinking. Right. So again, I had to think about that. I had to think about and tap into this childhood a uh, memory of just me being in church. Yeah, the dresses that was super long down to you to you could have pretty much rolled them up and double dutched with them. They were that long. 
but no sense of no sense of style, no sense of, of, of individuality. Everybody looked one same. It was like one band, one sound. So is it a is she able? Is she able to just sit there and look like that? Yes. We would go on like these retreats, like youth retreats, women's retreat, and everybody looked the same. Nobody looked different. Nobody was stepped out of line. If you know, it was like nobody did anything. You weren't allowed to get your nails done. If you did, you had to get clear on your nails. Like it was a whole laundry list of the you can'ts. I've talked about this before, and I'm not going to say this to down my um, previous pastor because he's not here. He unfortunately passed away a couple years ago. However, unbeknownst to a lot of people, I was one of those folks that actually went to him and just spoke my five seconds a piece. I, I just wasn't very accepting of certain all these little crazy rules. And that usually used to get me in trouble with my parents, mostly because, you know, when you're in that, that's your lifestyle. It was a taboo to speak up. So, again, I just want to preface that everybody should come in with this other thought. She's not lost. She's in the will of God for her life, according to what she believes. She doesn't need to be saved. Does she need to be saved? Yes, we know she needs to be saved. She needs to get and wake up and see that her narcissist husband, even until the point of coming on the live, is lying to the very bitter in and if we want to add another layer he came on with an yet another video i don't think he has a olivia pope i don't he don't have none that, like that in his life he doesn't have a pr he doesn't have a, a a crisis manager he doesn't have any real friends he can't talk to her because she's doing the will of the lord so he's just out here doing the absolute most after all these videos have continuously are coming out he decides to go on tape and in third person says, and Derek did, and Derek said, and I wonder what Derek is going to do. And I'm sitting there saying, now, is it I, Jesus? Is it me, Jesus? Is this man talking in third person about his damn self over something he did? Listen, my husband asked me when we got married, would I love the crust of him? And this was like a running conversation that he and I had so Pump your brakes before you get into your feelings and say, oh, well, Latoya's husband had this conversation with her. So she's going to be the next one. I lie to you not. I ain't got a, I ain't got a bet on nobody's life. And I ain't going to bet on my baby's life, my mama's life, none of that. I am telling you unto everybody that can hear the sound of my voice. At no point will you see me holding my husband's hand with no bonnet, beanie, uh, tablecloth, uh, anything on me looking raggedy, disheveled or anything. One, I have a brand. I'm not about to be out here looking raggedy. That's number one. Number two, I'm not going to help your brand stay intact, even if it means that we lose because I'm not doing it. I'm not going to further embarrass myself and subject myself to that type of level of embarrassment after I've already been bulldozer and, and embarrassed to the fullest. I mean, there's no other level of embarrassment. Now, Tasha K says she has one more in her chamber. So everybody's been kind of waiting and finding out what it is that she has in her chamber against him, because apparently there was one more. He's still lying at this point, and she has the tea and the receipt. So we will see if anything comes from that. But you have to be a narcissistic person to talk in third person about the things that you have done after you've embarrassed your wife to the good end on God's green earth and on Al Gore's internet. And that's in my uh, Demetria Lucas voice. How are we doing that? Like, come on now. And so, yeah, this is where we are. <laughs> and let me just say a good one, a bad woman or a bad man in your life will literally take you through hell and back. And that will disturb your peace. That disturbs your self-care. That disturbs your mental health. 
I think there's layers of things that she has going on. And to be honest with you, I wouldn't be surprised. And I'm not speaking this on her. I don't need nobody coming back trying to sue me, trying to put me on the deceased letter. I don't decease and sis. I don't need none of that. I'm just telling you that from my experience, I would not be surprised if she had been not necessarily fully battered at one point, but if she had not been in a relationship where she might have been, or she might not have been unfortunately um, taken advantage of as a girl, young as a young lady, I wouldn't be I would not be shocked. It would not shock me if that was the case, it actually would make more sense. My hope for her is I just continue to pray for her that one day her eyes will be open. I, I just believe that you can still love Jesus and still take care of yourself, right? I believe that you can still love the Lord and take care of yourself. But when your mind is not all the way there, when you have literally at rock bottom and you believe it, you believe that you're doing well. Like no one is going to be able to open that door of understanding until her mind gets right. So everybody can just I mean we're everybody's gonna still talk I mean the memes have made pretty much done themselves and then he had a nerve to go in there and say drag me don't drag her sir you literally dragged her practically to the couch to to have the conversation gripping her up with some kung fu grip listen my husband no listen I'm don't do that don't do that Mm -mm. don't do that because I, I stay connected. And that's not to say that I'm threatening my husband any means. My husband and I have already had this conversation even after the Derek Jackson story went down. We were talking about it. And I'm like, look, let me just, you know, I think all wise husbands need to have a conversation with their significant other after this drop. Like, can y'all work on making sure you, you do what you got to do for your marriage to make sure you have some intricate conversation and have a plan. Listen, I know that the, the marriage is supposed to be till death do us part. And I pray that God never tests me on this. I have been praying since I got married that God would just keep my marriage intact because one of my personal deal breakers is, is an affair is cheating. And I know cheating in affair is different because you can cheat on your on your significant mate, meaning you've had sex outside of your marriage and it's not an ongoing relationship. So that's a cheat. Um, an affair is you having a, a most basically a relationship with this person that you are trying to act like you're building a relationship with someone while you're legally married. That to me is an affair. However, for me, my deal breaker is either or. I know that there have been many women before me and I won't call nobody out that I'm fully thinking of in my family and in my inner circle. I don't worry. You won't worry about me calling you out. But what I will say, there's been a thousand and one women who have decided that their marriage was more than and worthy of more than that cheat. But I also believe that as a woman, I have to be very honest about my ability to forgive. And if I'm going to hold that over that man's um, life to bring it up every time I get hurt, every because I'm still hurt and that pain is still real. I am more than willing to work through that pain and that hurt, but we don't have to do that together. Meaning I would even go to counsel, marriage counseling or even couples counseling because I would want to be able to close that chapter before I even attempted to just move on, whether I moved on with someone else or not. But I'm not willing. And I, like I said, I pray that God never tests me. But for me, for me, we all have a level of what we think we would accept. If you would have asked me this in my 20s, I would have told you absolutely not. Especially because, again, I've known my husband for over 20 something years. 
We have a true Shona friendship. That was the one thing that when I got engaged, my mom was just like, listen, be sure that y'all guys are friends first. And we are, we have definitely been friends first. And there's been times when our relationship and my marriage has been tested. And it's even been more tested than the stuff that we've talked about on this podcast. It's been truly tested. And I know there's a thousand and one tests that we are still yet having to climb. We still have to get through. There's tests that we have to redo because we didn't master some things. Like there are just some tests that come in life. But in my 20s, because of the way that I felt about my husband at the time, I thought that there was nothing better in life than him, meaning he was just everything to me. Like in spite of all the drama we had and things that we had going on, he just made he was just he just did it for me. And so at the time, if you would ask me in my 20s, if I would have stayed with my husband, then I would have told you I'm staying like he would have to pretty much repeat himself and keep doing it before I pretty for my light bulb before I even turn the light bulb on again when you're in your 20s and first of all he was my first so when you add that level of being my first and you add that level of comfortability you add them years yeah I was dumb dumb and 20 year old but I'm gonna be 40 soon and it's not because of the numbers. It's like I, as I've grown and I've matured and I've seen some things and I know some things about myself like to your own true know, know yourself, like I am learning myself all the time. I'm not that same 20 year old woman. So that ain't gonna work out for me. I just I can't be holding my husband's hand while he's doing that. I don't even think I can hold my husband's hand in private and go through that let alone in public. I am not gonna lie. <laughs> I could not be the toy that I'm in right now have that go on. And I and I'm just calm and cool collective I couldn't be I wouldn't be able to help raise nobody up I couldn't do it I could not help somebody in Jesus name like she's trying to do I couldn't do it so kudos to her but again Derek is the problem he is a narcissistic person he is the one that done broke this child and the things that he has said and done and just the things he said in the last couple of days, can you imagine that multiplied over the years that they've known each other and not their marriage and then add infidelity on top of that and add the fact that I believe they have at least one child to that and add the fact that at some point she supposedly left and then came back, came back, poor K. Why? God bless. Um, like I said, a bad woman in your life, a bad man in your life, and that'll disrupt your peace level to another level, just a whole nother level. Like your self-care is blown after you have to deal with something like that to that magnitude. Even if they're like, oh, well, you guys are just finding out about it. We've already tethered the storm. When you think about the fact that they're saying that this, a lot of this situations happened like last July, last August, sir, we were in a pandemic. So you were out here slinging dick to women and in a pandemic, you had a condo that you were bringing women to. In addition, also in a pandemic. Like you might have done some things that was prior to the pandemic, because I, I honestly believe that as well. But in a pandemic, you still out here cheating on people. Like even if your wife was estranged and y'all was separated, whatever the case may be in a pandemic, like you could have lost your life for some wet sheets with a woman that's not even yours for in a pandemic. Listen, I've heard of people actually cheating right now in the, in the midst of this pandemic because FYI, I don't care how many shots and how many uh, vaccinations we get. It's still not over. There's variants that are already changing itself over in Europe. And I'm telling you right now, y'all better learn to watch Europe because whatever Europe and all those countries over there do, it slowly trickles down to us. But it'd be 20,000 years later and then we already in the midst of some foolishness. So y'all better watch. But 
anybody that's out here cheating in the midst of a pandemic, that has to be the most lowest of situations you got to be in. You got instant booty in the house. The booty that you chose, right? Because not like it came in there without, it didn't manhandle itself to get in the house. And you cheating in the middle of a pandemic? Who make it make sense? Make it make sense. But you know who else should have just sat and been quiet and chilled out? John Gray. Another one. Pastor John Gray. The church folks, let me tell you something. And this is not to be con- to be condemning to the church because this is not about the church. This is about the folks in the church. So let's let's learn to separate that. I used to have so much bitterness in my heart. I had so much bitterness in my heart in my 20s because it, it was around my 20s, like my mid 20s, when I saw my pastor's life just kind of go left. This is way before he even got sick and, and had his issues. Like I just saw his life going left. The decisions that he began to make made no sense according to what we were being taught. You ever have somebody that's you put them, you know, you look up to them and then they just start, they start doing left. That's how that went. And so I had so much bitterness and pain in my heart, in my mind against God f- first, but church ahead of that. Does that make sense? Like, although I had my pain and hurt towards God, it was really just against church people. So I would always be on team. I'm not going to church. I'm not going into that building. I'm not going around them people. I'm not giving them my money. Nah, I still ain't gave my money to, to that church. Never gave another dollar. No, that's just not me. But I had a lot of bitterness in my heart that I had to work through. That was through um, therapy, like having to work through watching people that you admire teach you a certain way and then all of a sudden go left. I mean, we're all capable of it. We're all, I've disappointed my parents, I'm sure to some levels of extreme, not even to some, I know to some high levels of extreme. So I understand that this is, this is possible. I understand that I'm going to go through the same thing to some level with my own children. I am totally aware. But at the time that level of hurt and pain that came about that, oh God, it took me some years to get that together and heal from that. And so church hurt is real. I don't understand why people keep not understanding that, but it's very real. And so Pastor John Gray, who already, my goodness, what is wrong? What is wrong with people? If you've gotten publicly caught cheating, sit down and hirsch, like Medea would say, hirsch, be quiet, sit down. Pastor John Gray is out here in these, <laughs> on these internets and he's basically telling because when he went down with his mess, he got caught at least 1.5 if you let him tell it. But he, he said, according to him, he's only slept with his wife. Um, sir, again, another one with receipts. Tasha K broke that story again. Tasha is better than this, the FBI. She need to get a job with the FBI and the CIA. I know why she can't, but she needs to get a job with them. So she broke it when John Gray got caught with his lies. The woman that he was shooting with went to her and it got caught and it was out there. And so, of course, Derek uh, Jackson, she called him Jackson, (laughs) Derek Action Packs Jackson, something weird. But anyway, he Pastor John Gray got caught in his mess. The woman even knew the color and the looks of his draws. Like if another woman knows your draws, sir, stop going around here telling people that you ain't have no type of sexual contact. Stop that right now. Like, stop, just stop. His wife can't be that stupid to believe that that's all that's when that went down. We ain't even stupid enough to believe that. But he was caught cheating twice, 1.5, if you believe him. And at this point, I don't think, I think he either sat him down, quote unquote, or didn't the second time. But the first time he was just like, I was unhealed and my wife had to bear my trauma, which 
translates into I have been doing some effed up stuff to my wife this whole time and now she's having to basically rebirth do you know how much painful a birth is like my children were cut out of me I had three c-sections that pain right there is unlike anything else shoot just to get that epidural was taking me out so listen I've had some painful pregnancies and definitely some pregnant some painful deliveries so for you to constitute that to uh, uh, the pain of your wife carrying you sir you too heavy for me to carry sir I can't do it I love my children. I still didn't want to go through that pain. Even though after the first time I knew what the pain was going to be like and I did it two more times, sir. So he's out here saying that basically, ha ha ha. And you know, Derek, you got caught too, but I ain't out here throwing you into the bus. But you are because you came on the internet throwing him into the bus, making sure he knew that you said it. And so, yeah, John Cray just needs to stay out of this battle, stay out of this fight. Like at this point, anytime adultery is talked about, John Cray don't need to be in that conversation. He needs to just let that go. Let that go. So, yeah, John Gray on the Internet, basically taunting at Derek, basically saying you was coming at me, which was true. Derek went in on Pastor John Gray. But isn't it funny how birds of a feather do flock together? Like, have you heard that before? Birds of a feather flock together. Two raggedy men going at it over the same thing. Different wives, same spirit, same actions. Y'all going back and forth. It's like when my kids fight over a toy that they all have. And that has happened in my house, unfortunately. All three of them have the same toy, but they fighting over the same toy. That's Derek and, and, and John fighting over the same thing. Y'all doing the same thing. So I don't get it. Where will this where will this go i can't even begin to tell you because again tasha k is supposedly has more in her chambers so we will see what she comes up with she ain't never really been too wrong controversial yes wrong i haven't seen it because she always comes with receipts i can respect that but yeah so Derek jackson has been the topic listen marriage is hard Everybody that's listening to me that's wanting to hurry up and jump up and get married, please understand something. Even after you think you've known something from somebody, they literally, you take that chance of someone hurting you just from being in a a relationship, whether you get married or not. But when you add that marriage and that contract and you add that layer of love and building a relationship, building a foundation, building a family, building an empire with someone, and this type of level of hurt and pain happens, I just can't imagine. I don't want to imagine. I don't. I know every man is probably sick of hearing him because I'm sure they've had to have a lot of heated debates and conversations, at least in our house, we did. And it wasn't even really a debate, just a bunch of back and forth talking about the situation. But yeah, Derek Jackson messed messed it up for everybody. So that also shows that even with it, when it comes to me, I try my best to try to give suggestions. And I've I've always said no one is a follower of Toy Time blog, like my blog or my podcast. You're not a follower. You're a listener, an active listener who's more than capable of making decisions and processing what you need for yourself, even though you're hearing certain and different opinions coming through the airways. It's your choice. It's your life. No one is a follower. I can't stand that follower thing. I call people in my community a community, not a follower. And so anybody that you put in a pedestal, anybody that you set up, you know, relationships, you get blindsided it all these things are really true and it really does happen and she and I'm praying that she will bounce back like the million of women who have had this happen before like the million of men who have been cheated on by their significant others 
people, this is not anything new. Derek Jackson is a piece of work, no doubt. And the things that he has done is wrong, no doubt. But he will not be the first. He's not the first and he definitely won't be the last. But we have to be very careful, especially when we use God's name. I listen, I'm just a firm believer, whether I attend church, you know, with the, with a pandemic or not, whether I attend it as closely as I should or not. There's just certain standards about certain way that you say and do things that you just should not say and do. And I know that we're more apt to put more levels on what we believe is to be wrong or sinful, whatever the case may be. I understand that. But I feel sorry for her to a certain degree. I do. Because I feel like at the end of the day, he should have never brought her on. The reality of it is, and I know that even if he didn't, people would say, where is she? I get that. But I actually would rather for them to question who she is, where she is, how she's thinking, what she's doing, than for me to be on there and sitting there as if I'm in agreement with that. With him embarrassing me to the level that he did. Again, I have had situations in my marriage, not infidelity, where there have been some embarrassments that have taken place privately. Or at least in the house where no one was like outwardly blasting it. But to have that happen in such a public forum has to be devastating. So I pray that they, they, they get their lives together and they can be better. But, you know, the fact that he's lying and talking to third person lets me know he's still not ready to put that, that part down. My mom always said every actor has to drop their role. Every actor has to put their, 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 their acting to the side. And you have to show who you really are. And at some point, he has already shown who, she, who he is. I wonder, will she... Because right now, I'm telling you, I just, it's a bad situation. So in other news, Sesame Street is bringing in two more black puppets to help have difficult conversations with children about race. I'm actually here for that. If done well, I think that that's a great tool. I know when I was growing up, Sesame Street was everything to me. So I hope that that opens up the dialogue for children to understand and have difficult and uncomfortable conversations about race so that it becomes normal for them to be around diversity and to hear about diverse conversations and diverse people. That is the hope. Speaking of diversity, have any of you watched Michelle Obama's uh, Waffles and Mochi or Mochi? Let me tell you something. It's the most adorable thing. Now, again, I do. My youngest is seven years old. I didn't think that she wanted to watch it. I kept hearing all the, you know, everybody talking about it. It's on Netflix. And I was like, we'll never get to watch it because, um, you know, anyone who knows me knows I'm the biggest kid ever. So I was actually going to eventually watch it. But I was like, let me not, you know, rush this because, you know, I'll be looking out here looking weird. And, you know, my kids are getting a little older. But surprisingly, I was watching my my, me and my um, seven year old's hair last week last Sunday and she sat there and watched it now she did eventually go to sleep but I have to say that that was because one we were up late the night before and you know when you massage somebody's hair like get your hair massaged you'll go to sleep in a hot minute so I think that a lot of it had to do with that but she enjoys that show and let me be honest I do too we have watched I don't know how many episodes I want to say four or five episodes in it's an adorable show. And if you're an adult, even if you don't have children, just give it a, just give it a look. You'll love it. It's about waffles is, I don't know what type, he's a waffle, but he's almost like a abominable snowman slash waffle and mochi or moochie is a basically a moochie or mochi. And they come to 
earth and they come from frozen food land and they come to learn and they matriculate themselves in Michelle Obama is the owner of the grocery store she gives them a job and as they learn about things they get these badges like the potato badge as they learn everything about the potato they um, help kids to understand about trying new foods like egg salt um, cooking learning very well done I mean very well done whoever is the writers kudos to you the writing was absolutely amazing. Everything was done tastefully. The music is everything. It's a great show. Again, I preface that you don't have to have children to watch it. It's not like somebody's going to be on your back like, girl, why are you watching that show? It's amazing. I have fallen in love with it. We will continue to ride the waves. I'm going to secretly watch it even when my kids are not watching. But yes, it's actually extremely well done. I didn't think it wouldn't be well done. It is Michelle Obama. But even still, even if I didn't know who Michelle Obama was and just had her as just this character on there, she is amazing. Her voice, her temperament is perfect for the show. Again, it just goes light along with the things that she was doing in the White House, which was helping kids to learn to eat healthier. It all works. It's all within her. Basically, she's her own brand, people, and it definitely is on brand. So if you haven't got a chance, watch Waffles and Mochi. I say Mochi or Moochie. People say it differently. But uh, Moochie or Mochi is that beautiful ice cream blend of like a rice and ice cream, which they do talk about. That is one of the episodes and they earned that badge. And yeah, beautifully done. And I love how it's so diverse because they're going all around the world. They're talking to all different people of every different race, every different lifestyle. It's amazingly hand down, hands down. Great. So they're not paying me, but they can. I'm just telling you, it's a great show. So watch it by yourself. Watch it with your family. Do whatever you have to do. It's great. So this has been an amazing episode. It truly has. And I get really hard, you know, fired up about when you talk about, again, it's not just about the Derek Jackson. It's really a lesson for all of us because as much as we want to laugh and kiki, some of these memes are, I, I mean, let me just say they're hilarious. Whoever's making them again, I said it last episode, please get a job in marketing. Marketing is a, is a place for you. They are waiting for you. Your skills, your talents, your everything is necessary. We need you in this business. However, as much as everybody has laughed, as much as everybody has been appalled, as much as everybody has had thoughts and processes, keep in mind, at the end of the day, this man is very predatory. He is very much a narcissistic person. He's much, very much a liar. And we have all had instances where we have lied to ourselves, where we have lied to other people, where we have been something that we're not. Let's just keep it in focus that I say drag him to the filth, to the death only, and especially because he's still not willing to lay his act down. He is not willing to lay that part down about himself. He is still carrying on to the last minute between the lies and the deception. It's one thing to make a mistake and it to be an honest mistake, although you can't make that mistake multiple times and do the same thing and then call it a mistake. All the women that he has been with, he is flat out wrong. He knew exactly what he was doing. He was very calculating. He had a plan in place to have his friends help him. He had a condo in place to get the women there. He did not care about himself and he damn sure didn't care about his wife or his family whether he has one child or 50 he didn't care about none of them so again when a man feeds you that lie or a woman feeds you that lie and they say well it was a mistake your mistake that you've happened one time is a mistake if you're having multiple women you're doing multiple men you're having a problem this is now who you are this is just who you are you just got caught and that means you've probably been doing it a lot longer you just again you just got caught 
Um, the fact that Derek is talking in third person, the fact that he has not fully accepted what he has done. Like, it's almost like he's choosing to say Derek as if he's talking about Derek, the internet personality versus who he is or who she knows him to be or who God really knows him to be, to, to be honest with you. So the fact that he has not accepted his real wrongdoing, the fact that he's still not walking in full integrity, the fact that he's holding on to the lie to the bitter end. Listen, I have lied and have lied to the very bitter end. I get that. But at some point, you have to put that to the side and really just step into who you truly are going to be. And you have to realize that everybody ain't gonna rock with you. Like people might be like, I'm done with her. I can't do with her. I get that. Again, I tell people all the time, I am not your cup of tea. Please find another source, find another cute uh, teapot that you will drink from. Get whatever you need out of life. Even if it's not from me, I'm okay with that. But Derek is not trying to accept anything that he is doing. Uh, again, Tasha K is going to come. I'm sure she will. I'm probably by the time this airs with whatever her last uh gun in the ho in the barrel so we'll see but again don't get caught up in the whole situation where you don't realize the practicality what can we take from this situation and apply it to our lives we all have been deceptive in, our, in one point or another we have all done something that we're not proud of and in addition to that again let's be real i am not giving derek not a break there's nothing that i said prior to that has given the spirit a break to him okay what I am saying is that we have to find a way to apply the lessons. You know, when you're going through depression, and that's the same thing I do say about his wife, you can definitely tell there's a level of depression or some level of low self-esteem because when you've gone through that, you know, you let yourself go all the way. When I was in my postpartum depression, I was looking a hot mess. And then where was my friends? Like I had some friends that was like trying to say stuff to me, but you know what? I wasn't in a place to receive it. And two, some of it just wasn't delivered right in the, re in the beginning. Let's just, cause even in my right mind right now, looking back, it wasn't done right. It wasn't, it, it wasn't done right. Some people just couldn't wait for me to be out here looking crazy so they can just say what they wanted to say. And I, and, and you know what? Duly noted, duly noted, but she needs, she needs help, but is she going to be receptive to it? Not right now. In her mind, she was doing the word, the work of the Lord. So I say work on then you're doing the work of the Lord do you but for the rest of us who can look at the situation and 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 we're in our right mind or we're, we think we're in our right minds and I say that because you might think you are you might not I say this to say please glean what you need glean from what you need of this there are some lessons in this that you can actually learn and apply it to your relationship, to your marriage. My husband, and I had, again, I talked about this a couple weeks ago. My husband, and I had this very real conversation, I think the weekend of his birthday, and I won't go into it, but it was the most real conversation we have probably ever had in the 20 years of knowing each other. And it felt good to put that strong sense of conversation and backing and what we were trying to accomplish. It was the most realest conversation. So this was just a continuation of just continue conversations that we've been having but no you got to decide what's worth it for you if she feels like he is worth it she feels like this is the best that she's going to get because again outwardly he looks great I say I'm married but I'm not blind this man physically looks good now not anymore because he looks a hot mess but prior to he looked good and when he was sitting in his car people said he was on his way to cheat or had been cheating whatever the case may be but I want her to want more but she got to want more for herself. So he's a narcissistic person. He's a liar. He's going to lie to the end. He's still lying. 
And so when you have somebody that just won't give it up, it's like, you got to fall, fall, fall. I want y'all 1.3 million people that's following him. Once this is done, maybe you're just holding on to the situation in case he privates his page or something. And maybe you're at the point where you're just like, okay, um, you know, I just want to see what's happening. But when this all dies down and it will, because we've had a, a rough year already in 2021, stop following this man. Please stop giving him your money. Please stop. I know you want to give him money because you hope that it's going to go to her, but she, she'll be all right. God's got every last one of us in his hand. He knew exactly what was going to happen. And he is going to equip her just like he equips the last, every last one of us for what we need for our journey. But please stop giving this man your money. Okay. When somebody shows you who you are, please believe them. Maya Angelou was not lying when she said that. Believe them. When they show you, believe that. Stop following this man. Use your discernment. The man got on tape in front of every last, I say all of us, and lied to every last one of our faces. Then came back and was like, yeah, okay, so I got caught. So let me tell you all the truth. Yeah, that did happen. Sir and ma'am, if y'all going to drag her for being willingly dumb, as y'all want to call it, if you're going to drag her for believing a lie, drag yourselves if you follow this man and give him of your money and you can see what he's about. Okay? Add yourself to the drag line. Drag thine self. I had to say that it's like a church drag yourself <laughs> like the little girl worry about yourself do worry about you and you I'm worrying about more about my marriage and when this came out I was like let, let me have this conversation let's, let's have this talk how can I make my marriage stronger how can I be honest to, with myself right and in that honesty have an honest conversation with my mate not that oh if you do this I'm gonna tear you up I mean I've had that conversation too okay I'm not gonna lie but have real genuine conversations about some things that can prevent that from even going down. So what am I doing this weekend? I am relaxing Medicare, pedicure and relaxing, getting my daughter's hair done, relaxing, <laughs> getting some content done and some point relaxing, taking an online course and relaxing. I'm always trying to find a way to build more into my business. So most of the time, seven days a week is what it is. There's really no really day off, but I take moments and large moments. If you were on my blog, I did not do a Sunday message last week. I will do one this week. I did. I have kept up with money, my motivation, but I needed last Sunday to just again, rest. So that's what I did. Slept in, took care of my daughter's hair and took care of my hair. And let me just say that's already time consuming. That's at least four, five, I think that was like four or five hours right there. So I hope you have a good weekend. I hope you have an amazing glass of wine. You know, Fridays, we love wine. So we are going to have such a great, great cup of wine or glass of wine, I should say, not cup. So that is what I'm going to be doing this weekend. I hope whatever you're doing this weekend is going to be uplifting to you. Find something that you love. Do something for yourself. At least one, if not every single day, you really should be. That is the true essence of what self-care is. Self-care is not just something you do just because it sounds great. It's not a bubble bath. It's not just going to get your nails done. That's personal upkeep. We're talking about things that are that's going to help you. If saying no is your self-care, that is a self-care power. If doing more for yourself that is a self-care, that self-care power. So find that. And today is live long and prosper day. And that's what I wish for every last one of you that are listening, whether you listen to this on Friday or you listen to this beyond live long and prosper. Do something good that feels good to your entire soul. Make sure you pay attention to our sponsors for today because we love our sponsors. Got to say that. 
and I will see you next week on another conversation with Toy. If something should come up, I may even do a bonus episode. But for right now, let's close this out, making sure that we build ourselves up, build our relationships up and build our mindset up so that this does not happen to another woman. I am always a champion for women. Not that I'm dissing you men, but I hope women take this and really envelope themselves in love. Because when you love yourself, you won't allow certain things like being a hostage on TV and on the screen. Okay, I'm done. I'm going to just let that go. Have a good weekend. See you next week. Thank you as always for joining me. And I know that even in the deepest or joyful conversations, that there's something we can learn and apply. Until next time, I hope that you are doing better. If not, we will be back to talk some more and handle it. Peace to you and yours. Stay grounded.